Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Recreational Critics Pod Quickies, where we go over a movie that we like or hate very quickly. And this movie, oh, uh, this week, is a movie we like. It's James Bond Skyfall. Continuing the trend. Oh, yeah. So we're on the third movie of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. Next week, we'll definitely do Spectre and then move on to something else. What are we talking about? Uh, with, uh, I mentioned going into the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, I think that'd be pretty good for us because they start off good, go bad, get a little bit better again. And then, then get, get incredible. Get really, really good at that point and just keep going. Yes. Uh, but this is the third movie of the James Bond installment for Daniel Craig. And it's completely a standalone movie from the rest of them. You don't need to watch any of them to just get this is an action spy movie. Yes. You don't even need to really know the character of Bond. No. Because uh, they explain him so well in this movie as compared to other movies where they really don't. Yeah, it's got its own self-contained arc. Yeah. And it's a good way to really get into the relationship between the spy master and the spy. You know, M and James. Yes. Along with uh, spy master and former, you know, favorite spy. And that transition will. from like that cold era or Cold War era spy mm-hmm. into the spy of today the, with technology increasing. Spy. Yes. Yep. Which is neat because Silva, the, en- the villain, uh, he definitely has that understanding of technology and cyber stuff and how to play by today's rules, but also play by the old rules and stuff like that and yes. really get at your enemies. So he's really good about that. Uh, so what's the plot of this one? I think we already talked about it, but you'd like to have the IMDb ready to go. <laughs> I do. Uh, I brought up a couple other things first. I've got the IMDb stuff here. Yep. But, um, this movie costs 200 mil. We talk about budgets quite a bit. Right. I feel like that's high. Yeah, but not as high as some other movies because, as right. I've told you a couple times, I think this is a perfect movie. Right. But this that's high for what I thought this movie had because they don't really have the special effects budget that let's say your Justice League or your Endgame has, Mm -hmm. and they cost around the same budget. I think it costs a lot of money because this one's practical. That's probably pretty fair. A lot of set design, things Uh like that. There is one moment of special effects that's really stupid (laughs) that Daniel Craig insists on having. You want to discuss that real quick? (sighs) It's his glove. Yes. So he bought these new pair of gloves, and he's a diva. Let's not get that wrong. Daniel Craig is a- He is my spirit animal. Right. He's a great Bond- but he's a diva because he's a Broadway actor. You know? I wore Daniel Craig's <laughs> suit in this to my wedding. Did you really? Yes. Oh, nice. Is it a good suit? Yes. Looked great in it. Did you wear the gloves? No, did I didn't. Did you CGI over your gloves? <laughs> <laughs> so he made it very clear, I'm wearing these gloves. And they were like, you can't wear these gloves. It doesn't work. Yeah. And he said, why? Because we have you using a gun that needs your fingerprint and your palm print. I'm wearing my gloves. <laughs> You're not wearing your gloves, Daniel. I'm wearing my gloves. He wore his gloves. Yes. And so they ended up having to CGI his hands. They did a pretty good job. Right. I didn't notice it at any point. Right. Until you hear the story. Yes. You go back and look at it. You're like, oh, that looks like a potato hand. (laughs) (laughs) It looks pretty bad. Yes. And he has like this really dark brown skin. They did a lot better than DC did with Henry Cavill's mouth. Oh, that's, that's, that's true. For the same budget. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one moment that of the movie that's kind of distracting only because you know about it. So every time that scene comes up, I can't just stop to think about it. Yeah. Like, what an asshole <laughs> that he made them pay X millions of dollars, you know, Yeah. just to do 
Just so he could wear his fucking gloves. Apparently, it wasn't that big of a deal to them if they finally conceded. Sure. But he's one of those divas that he just shut down production. <laughs> eh, I don't mind. I'm going to my trailer. The <laughs> uh, plot yep. is when James Bond, Daniel Craig, latest assignment goes terribly wrong, it leads to a calamitous turn of events. Undercover agents around the world are exposed, and MI6 is attacked, forcing M, Judy Dench, to relocate the agency. With MI6 now compromised inside and out, M turns to one man she can trust, Bond. Aided only by a field agent, Naomi Harris, Bond takes to the shadows and follows a trail to Silva, Javier Bardem, a man from M's past who wants to settle an old score. That is a long plot synopsis. Yeah, it's one of the longer ones. On. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. They even went with every actor's name <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess reading to the political and you know the political aspect of how to run an agency like mm-hmm. that and how the public perceives an agency like this. Because now for the first time, the public has full view of what MI6 is doing yes, and where they're involved. Because, you know, there's that stigma the United States is involved in way too many places. Mm-hmm. And now Silva exposes the UK for doing the exact same shit yes. that they criticize other people for doing. And now MI6 has to, you know, or the UK has to save face because they're like, oh, shit, we got busted. Yep. And, uh. Yeah, so his whole thing is to kill Judy Dench's character M because she outed him. She outed him. Yep. She traded him to save other people, and he blames her. And he had a cyanide tooth. You know, you see that thing in all kinds mm-hmm. of spy movies. They bite the capsule, they die. It didn't work. Yeah. He survived, and now he's all deformed. You know, uh, he has a really compelling story, and he's a great actor. Yes, sympathetic villains are the yeah. best kind of villains. But I think the homoerotic stuff was really bizarre at first. Yeah. Because I didn't expect it. You know, he walks out kind of villainous, you know, and Mm -hmm. ominous and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, he's like touching James Bond (laughs) chest and like caressing it and going, wow, you really take good care of yourself. And like spreading his legs apart. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) Did I download the the wrong James Bond movie or the right one? (laughs) Uh, It's so good, though. Yeah, you know how much this movie grossed at the box office? Five hundred million. Try again, sir. Seven hundred fifty million. One point one bill. Wow. Yes. It probably did very good in China. So, China does very. Or you said domestic or worldwide? Uh, it just says box office one point one bill. Okay, that's probably worldwide then. Yeah, I'm sure. So China responds very well to the James Bond movies. They love those movies. Yeah. That's the whole reason. The James Bond movie was originally delayed, the No Time to Die. Yep. It obviously would have got delayed anyway because the United States shut down around the same time anyway. Yes. But it was delayed back in January, or no, back in February because China shut down theaters. Mm -hmm. And China is the biggest market for James Bond. China's becoming the biggest market for most Most movies. Yeah. Uh, They have a lot of ad placement and a lot of, you know, hands in the pot when Mm -hmm. it comes down to movie making and stuff like that. I think there are some franchises like Star Wars does not uh, do well in China. Yeah. There are some things that do very well in America and Western culture does not do very well in Eastern culture. There's a lot of other movies like Transformers as well that have transitioned into a Chinese style of movie. Yes. Because we complain about it a lot, but like those movies aren't really marketed towards the. No, they're marketed towards the the United States audience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's ob- as obvious in their product placement. Mm-hmm. 
so much. The Sony, well, okay, I think Sony makes those movies. Yeah. And so, and Sony, the Japanese company, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but this, going back to this movie, uh, who makes this bad robot? I think productions is what does this movie and it's, it's shot so beautifully. And one of the things that really interested me from a James Bond perspective is they didn't do the whole bond girl thing. Yeah. He has that one girl, you know, he hooks up with one time, but besides that, he's not really like, there's not that female side right. character following him, Judy Dench, if you will, mm-hmm. but not the love interest. Cause it's always, here's the James Bond movies in a nutshell. He finds a girl, hooks up with her, goes to fight crime, gets busted, finds a female help. And they, those two hook, uh, you know, team up Very to much beat the formula. bad guy. And then they fall in love kind of, but not really. Cause she's never, <laughs> never seen again in this movie. M is the bond girl. Right. And I love it. And the first bond girl gets killed immediately like most movies right and then you're like all right who's next you know who's up and then there is no one and it's perfect and they also show the field agent stuff we complain about james bond never showing the field agent Mm -hmm. stuff the other double o's and stuff like that but this movie shows it and that's with money penny because money penny is naomi harris the field agent who accidentally shoots him in the chest (laughs) you know off a train at the beginning of the movie yes where he fakes his death and comes out to help m it's so good. And they get Q for this movie. Mm-hmm. Wait. This is the first movie with the new Q, yeah, I believe. It is. And he's so good. I like the old Q, you know. You had John Cleese at one point, mm-hmm. And then you had uh, the old man right before him. Yep. Who was eccentric and wild and stuff like that. But this Q is hip, you know. He's modern. He's very collected. And he's not going to do, like, fancy gadget stuff. And he's- they even make a joke about, like, you know, oh, no spy pen. Right. And Q's like, we don't really do that anymore. Right. Because he's like, why would we ever do something like <laughs> yeah. that? But he's also so arrogant. He's the reason Silva gets into the system. Because mm-hmm. Silva knows this guy. Not personally, but... He and, knows like the MI6 tactics. He did his research to know like, this guy's going to be arrogant enough to let me into the system. Yep. So, it's so, it's so good. And it, the pacing is perfect. The entire movie. Yes. And you get that Bond origin story, which... Kind of pulls the rug out on the, a lot of the Bond theories. is a code name. Right. But I don't mind. Uh-huh. It was done so well. I want to look up who played the old man. So when him and M go into hiding to get away, mm-hmm. Q helps them hide, yes. essentially, but allowing Silva to find them so that way Bond can lure him mm-hmm. to a safe spot to fight. And that safe spot is Bond's family home mm-hmm. growing up before he was orphaned. Yeah. And there's an old man groundskeeper you know, taking care of it. I'm trying to find out who played that. If you want to keep talking, I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, he goes back to the family ranch, Skyfall Ranch. Uh, Albert Finney. Sorry, I already had it up. Oh, well, never mind then. Yeah, I don't recognize him in anything. Yeah, his name's Kincaid in this. Mm -hmm. He was really good. Yes. He, He played a very believable groundskeeper, you know, who loved him and all that stuff oh he actually just died a year ago yep that's too bad he calls bond a jumped up little shit in this movie (laughs) that's one of my favorite lines uh also this is the first time i think ralph fiennes is is in these movies yes lord voldemort and Mm -hmm. he's he takes over for m spot gareth mallory yep because uh m dies Mm -hmm. that's how the movie ends so 
spoiler alert on that one. That movie came out eight years ago. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, but he's former military as well, or something like that. Along the lines, former spy kind of thing. Yep. And So he gets it. Yeah. And he's a good M, because James Bond is where he's not going to be a good M, and he's actually in it to take M's spot away. Mm-hmm. But he's really not. He's there to just do the job right and not get caught doing so. Yep. Whatever his duty is, he's he's down. Right, because it was a disaster that these MI6 agents got out. Because yes. most of them got killed yes. or something like that. And so this is a huge political and, you know, geocultural disaster for the UK. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of who played. Oh, there she is. Helen McCrory, the the Senate chick who was, like, mm. questioning her the entire time and kind of being an asshole about it. <laughs> but uh, this movie is just so great. It's a great fucking movie. I could watch this movie again today. After just watching it this week. This is one of my rare 10 out of 10s. You give it a 10 out of 10? Yes. Yeah. This is, this for me, this is the bar on what a movie should be. Right. It's a, and it's such a great standalone movie. Uh, great acting performances, great special effects, you know, practical effects with exception to a uh, CGI hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and CGI Komodo dragon. That <laughs> yes. bit could have just been left out <laughs> completely. It was totally useless. It was fine. Sure. You have to have a little bit of hokey stuff in a James Bond movie. Right. And the element of James Bond every day in the field kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not You get to see the mature James Bond because mm-hmm. Casino Royale is very much, you know, Arrogant. fly off the cuff and, yeah. you know, do whatever you have to do to get the job done. And he's very strategic in this movie. Quantum of Solace is more of a revenge kind of grief mm-hmm. film. and then this... But those movies are so close together. It's almost the same character arc. Right. And then this movie is grown up. X amount of years in the in the future, mm-hmm. if you will, and yeah, he sees the bigger picture. Yes, because he's getting old in this movie, and they kind of make that a point. What do you think of the original James Bond car? I loved it. Yeah, making an appearance. Oh yeah, the Sean Connery one. It was good. I'm never opposed to fan service. Right, especially when it's done right. Yeah, you know they're like, oh, I have this car or whatever. You know, it shoots guns. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, fan service is one of the reasons that Endgame made me a mess. Why? Because uh, there was so much fan service at the you know last fifty percent of that movie, right? That I, oh yeah, I was just jacked up, <laughs> just crying like a baby in the theater. <laughs> You're a grown man. You're like, I don't care. You're like thirty years old when that movie came out. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck it. Yeah. It's not like I was making noise. Yeah, and that's what the next movie in this series uh f- loses on is because this movie is so good. Like, the next movie can't live up to it. Yeah, the next movie being Spectre, not right. No Time to Die. Exactly. We haven't seen No Time to Die yet. Right. Because we have no time to watch that movie. <laughs> no Time to Die to I can't wait, though. Is this one of the ones that got kicked way down the road? November. Okay. So That's tolerable. That's the usual release but it time. But was, it was the first movie to yeah. get kicked down the road. Yeah. So when it got kicked down the road, it got kicked down the road far. Yeah. Comparatively. And they're probably going to lose a lot of money on this. And I'm, I don't think so. I think they will. Honestly, I don't think people are going to be that excited to go back to the movies until November-ish. Yeah, maybe. My mouse is messing up. Because even though theaters are talking about opening up in the next few weeks, I don't plan on going anytime soon. Right. I'll go to the grocery store. Heck, I might even sit down at a restaurant, but two and a half hours in a room full of people breathing the same air. Right. I am trying to find out 
who did this movie, like production company wise? Oh. I'm pretty sure it's Bad Robot. I think you're right. Doesn't ever say that stuff. Like where you want to find MGM and Fox. I didn't know that. So Fox did these movies. Okay. And MGM Columbia Pictures. Yep. Okay. Uh Gross USA three hundred million. So they made a they made a profit alone in mm-hmm. the USA. But that's the thing. Of the one point one billion dollar uh profits, mm-hmm. only three hundred million of it was the USA. Yeah. Like the rest of it's worldwide. And that's well, if you just think about the population difference, I mean, right. it's only 330 million people in the U.S. Well, usually the U.S. leads yeah. in box office sales because we have those super crazy piracy laws that you can't get, can't really get around, you know, yeah. that people don't want to get around. They're too fearful of the FBI and stuff like that. But the U.K. and stuff, they, they don't give a fuck. Pirate whatever movies you want to pirate. They have way strict. Are you just saying that? No, they have way, they have way relaxed laws. That's mm. why they get the movie a week before we do. Really? Yes. So there's a, there's a whole thing on it. You can read about it. But Interesting. You ever wonder why it's like the UK got the movie five days before us and Australia gets five days before us? Because they don't have the privacy laws that we have. Like When that shit goes live, it, it hits the internet immediately. Interesting. Where for us, you know, the FBI is involved and the, the internet companies are tracking your stuff, you know, if you're not using VPNs. Fuck it. UK, they don't worry about that kind of stuff. Huh. Not their thing. So don't think I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> I'm actually talking real stuff here, buddy. Buddy boy. Buddy boy. All right, but that's it I got for this movie, unless you got anything else. I don't. Go watch it. Yeah. If you're never going to watch any other James Bond movie, watch this one. Yeah, Naomi. Watch this one. <laughs> I, I wonder if she heard me or not. But All right, I'll see you guys all next week. Have a good one, guys.